Hi, my name is Ella Zawoyski and welcome to The Cycle. In this podcast, we will look at the education system in the Philippines, as well as the immediate connections there are between poverty and the education system. So let's jump right in. For education in the Philippines, we have to look at patterns and a little bit of its history. The most influential period for the education system was during American occupation, in which English was introduced and their school system was modeled after the U.S. system. And while the Philippine school system was a model for other Southeast Asian countries at points, it has deteriorated due to funding and widespread poverty throughout the nation. So let's do a quick background and overview of their educational system. Formal education in the Philippines spans 14 years, and it consists of six years of primary education, four years of secondary education, and finally, four years of a higher education. Their school year is 40 weeks and lasts from June to March. Secondary school is compulsory, and a student may take two paths. They can attend a general secondary school or a vocational secondary school. For a little bit of comparison, that's very similar to the educational system for high school in France. And after that, they may attend some university or a sort of higher education where many institutions are private. And going off that, this means that they are more expensive and just another extra loop that those struggling from poverty need to get past. But we do see that the actual school system is very well structured in the Philippines, but the current problem is poverty. There are wide and deep financial inequalities that fracture the Filipino school system. Poverty causes corruption, increased child labor, and prostitution, and a decrease in the attendance levels for students, basically setting up the students to do worse than uh, the those other children who are economically well off. And a student's performance is not just based on what they learn in the classroom and their teachers, but their home life. And this is really where we're able to see that link between poverty and education. It's hard to explain this relationship, though, because they are both the cause and the effect. Education plays a large role in GDP and spending for an economy, and even the investment in human capital in the future, what jobs you're able to get, and how much money you're able to make, and eventually if you're able to escape poverty. At the same time, poverty causes students to miss more school, not carry on to higher education, and struggle in classes, and this relationship makes this cycle so hard to escape. Something we see time and time again is this discrimination and these equalities in education due to this unequal distribution of wealth. And according to the Asian Development Bank, ADB, 21% of Filipinos live below the national poverty line. There's a large gap between the wealthy and those in poverty. In some cities, the completion rate of elementary schools may be 100%, like in the capital of Manila where there is less poverty and a more urban and thriving economy. Whereas in other rural areas, such as eastern Visayas, there is where most of the population lives in poverty, the completion rate of elementary school is near 30% or below. Therefore, we see that schooling and excelling in education is relatively harder for those that desperately need it to escape this cycle. But this is also a spot where we can intervene and make some influential changes. But we'll get into that later. 
Thank you so much for listening, exploring the Philippine school system with me. In the next episode, we'll take a look at how we can work to solve this educational gap and crisis in both the Philippines and the U.S. and also around the world.